You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilin Podcast Network. myself I did uh 24 years Air Force started active duty uh back in 1996 I got off active duty in 2003 went into the reserves uh, 16 years in the reserves uh and I retired in uh here in January 2020 uh chief mass sergeant from the Pentagon I retired as the uh the fire protection career field manager uh up there IMA um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know we did a lot of stuff man while I was up there a lot of stuff <laughs> Uh, I, I've been a lot of places, so I, I've got a lot of stories to tell from Korea to Panama, uh, from uh, Tyndall Air Force Base, and I, I've been everywhere. Probably rocked the mic somewhere everywhere. Uh, so yeah, man, I got I, I got a lot of a lot of good stories to tell. I am from from Miami, of course. Now, you know, you're gonna probably see me rock a lot of Miami gear. Three oh five. You know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. This is Miami all day. <laughs> I represent, you know, if I say, you know, what 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 they do, that is a Miami slang right there. So if you hear me say that, <laughs> that's, that's that's a, a shout out to my Miami folk, man. And so, yeah, man. So I got a couple, got a couple albums out there. Got a couple of videos. You want to check them out? My late, the last one was "Let Me Love You," a Purgatory. "Let Me Love You" with you. Right now, I think we hit about 20, 20, 20, 000, 24, 000 views on that. Uh, got a couple couple new things coming out. But this, I really want to bring this out. I really want to to, to have an opportunity to come on here because I met so many people along the way, man. So many people, and especially when I first came in, that I just, you know, right. what I'm saying? no, we had no outlet. You know, it was just us. Right. We had no outlet to do music. Yeah. We had no outlet. It was just, you know, a community of guys in the dorms. You know, uh, just just rhyming in the halls <laughs> in the dorm, or rhyming in the, in, you know what I mean. <laughs> Around the old school cipher, man. The old school ciphers, you know what yep. I mean? So that's what we used to do, man. But it was so hard <laughs> to find people, and you know, that was kind of what we was doing. And then when we did find them, it was like a secret society or something, you know, because we didn't want people to know, you know, right. laugh at us like this cat's in the military, he trying to be a rapper, you in the military, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, when I first came in the military, I had been doing shows and stuff and all stuff back in Miami, and I was, you know, I was rocking. I was Going to you know a flea market if you from Miami you know about the flea market you know um, the dude from yep. from uh, uh, yep. the, the dude from uh, Miami Bites had his own little amphitheater uh, what was it Philip Michael Thomas he had his own little amphitheater we used to rock out there yeah and then as soon as I it was funny I enlisted in the military as soon as I got in the military Trick Daddy popped off so I spent the first year of me in the military <laughs> trying to get out. Fighting, trying to get out. I was trying to do everything, <laughs> trying to get kicked out. Go. I was trying I to go, go back home. I was like, man, what's going? No, I was just, I was miserable, man. But I'm, I'm happy I didn't do it, you know. And, and, and I was able to go through. I, I was able to retire. I was able to be, you know, make it the E nine, make it the chief. And I think I'm one on one, you know, that's out here like this, man. So I think that uh, this is gonna be a, a good opportunity. I just can't wait to hear everybody's stuff, man. But I'm, I'm gonna stop yammering on about me. 
I want to know something about you, man. You know, I mean, you 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 gave me this this platform. Dope. Let's I, get I, into I, it. I think mostly everybody <laughs> is is that's uh, affiliated with that fit. I think most of y'all military, right? Yeah, a good a good chunk of us. Uh, yeah. I think about eighty percent of us is uh, prior military. So yeah, and it helps, man. It helps when you have that when you have that squad like that. Um, because everybody's pretty much on the same time. And even if they aren't or never serve, like they flow with the plan. So mm-hmm. that feeling, man, is great. It's great. It's great to be a part of a team like that. One time, one, one time for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> one time for MRK. Yeah, exactly. Putting this together. MRK, putting this together. Yeah. I got to give him some love. But anyway, man, you know, tell me something about yourself, man. You know, some of your background, where you're from. When you went in the military, like my, my AFSC, if you don't know what that is, that's the Air Force Specialty Code, was 37X. Right, MOS for everybody else. MOS for everybody else. So tell us a little bit about that, what <laughs> you did, and, you know, I'm going to let you do your thing, man. Ah, no problem, man. So I was born and raised in Odell, Louisiana. Uh, I'm from Louisiana. I'm a South boy. Okay. Um, and I, I joined the Air Force. Uh, I joined the Air Force pretty much off a of whim, bro. Like, um, I was a knucklehead for real, for real. I was, I was a real, I was a knucklehead. So, <laughs> so I was, uh, I was getting in so much trouble. Like my mom, the night I graduated high school, my mom was like, you got to go. Like she had my bags packed and she was like, you got, you got to go. You know, you got to get out of here. I don't want you living here. Um, and it's not in the house, but she didn't want me staying in Oakdale. She's like, you got to go. So I went with my sister and my sister and I, my sister was, uh, she was a Navy spouse. So my brother-in-law at the time was in the Navy and, uh, I went and stayed with them in Jacksonville. So I went, picked up jobs. I was working. I was actually supposed to go to college and play football, but I squandered the hell out of that um and just working jobs and one day my sister just brought me to the uh air force recruiter so she brought me there and um i had took the asvab i scored a 96 on the asvab and he was like man you can do whatever you want to do so he was like he was like here's this job right he was like here's this job i got the perfect job for you since you scored so high so he tells me, he tells me, he was like, this is AWACS. This is the AWACS job. Ooh. So I was like, I knew what AWACS was. I was like, oh, yeah. that's dope. That's dope. I want to do that. So I signed up for it and uh, go through boot camp, go to Keesler. This is not AWACS. This is, this is. Air control and war, air, aerospace control and warning systems technician. I was like, what the hell is this? Because this is not, this is not AWACS, right? It, it is not AWACS. It is the ground version. It is the ground version of AWACS. So, so I ended up doing that. And my, um, my first duty station was Eglin Air Force Base. That's where, and I met. A, a lot of people that I still rock with today, um, even Mac, Mac, a, a.k.a. your boy, is one of those people. I still rock with a whole bunch of those cats today, and a lot of them I ended up doing hip-hop with. So, 
that's how that's that's how I broke into the military. You know, I'm gonna make you laugh though. So my best friend and my partner in rhyme, Op Solo, he's an aerospace controller. Yeah, for real? No, that's dope. Now, I don't know what, he, what, what you did. He was one of them. He was one of them uh, uh, drug interdiction people. I don't know if you did the same thing. He did drug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that too. Yeah. So he was down at Tindu, and then he went down. Uh, he, he was in Panama with me, and then he went down to mm -hmm. uh, the Key West. But I have him on here next, and then he'll tell his story. But I yeah, was he said he was a scope dope. I'm like, what? What the hell is a scope dope? Was that? Yeah, that. Yeah, one Charlie five, buddy. That's yeah. AFSC, one Charlie five. Like, you know scope, what though? One Charlie five. I. Yeah, I think I think they are. If you are one Charlie five, you are probably you are pretty much a, a jack of all trades, bro. Like, cause. Um, it was one of those jobs like you you yeah, you are a scope dope, but you gotta know how to you gotta know how to mobilize. And when they say mobilize, like go out in the field and set up your own shit, drive your own convoys, um, because we were doing a lot of that. So you're pretty much a jack of all trades when it comes to when it comes to that career field. And I, I think we are a rare breed, bro. We are a very rare breed. It ain't too it ain't too many of us, but you know, if you know, you know. Yeah, so I know three of y'all now, cause Donnie Five, Donnie Five out of Phoenix. You want you gonna do the you know the intro beat, the beat for this 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 podcast, right? He's a, he's a one Charlie Five too. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, that's so I'm up. surrounded by y'all now. Now I can't get rid of y'all. <laughs> you know? But yeah, you know he had me tripping. He was telling me, I said, "What you do?" He said, "I watch the president." What? I said, "What job is this?" <laughs> but you get to watch the president. <laughs> so I'm just going in the buildings, you know. I'm going in the buildings, you know, fighting time. You get to watch the president. He's like, "Yeah, man." He he said it so nonchalant, just like, "Yeah, I'll yeah." The it's like that's not uncommon, though. That's not uncommon. It's crazy, man. You know, so 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 tell me some places you you were stationed at, man. Or you just you just stationed at Eglin? That was it? And then you got no, it? no, no, no. So, um, I, I had Eglin. I had Eglin, then I had a Korea sandwich, which I went to Korea, went to Luke, then went back to Korea. And then uh, my last duty station was Key West. That was my last one. So y'all probably, y'all might have, when was you there in Key West? Uh, 2011 until I got out in 2013. Oh, no, you probably you missed him, man. He was there probably like 2000. Five, two thousand, something like that. Uh, uh, mm. No, I take it back. Now, I was in Korea. Like I was 99. in Korea the first time. Yeah, he's probably been there like ninety nine or something like that. That's probably when he when he, when he got there and stuff. Uh, I, Key West was all right, man. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of crazy down there, Key West. I don't know if that's you know. That's <laughs> man, I you know what? I, I as beautiful as Key West was, I hated it. But it it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But I hated it because. I stayed a mile away from work and it took me an hour to get to work and it was crazy. And I was like, this sucks because so, all the tourists. So you've sucks. been to the crib a couple of times. So those who don't know, Miami people call Miami the crib. So you've been to the crib a couple of times. Huh? The crib, yeah. Oh yeah. We had to go there. We had to go there anytime like we needed big shopping done because mm -hmm. Key West didn't have a lot. So if you wanted to go if you wanted to go shopping or anything like for major stuff, then you had to go to Miami. So okay. I was there a lot, a lot. Damn. So 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 what uh what bases in Korea did you did were you at? Just Osan and Kumsan? Just Osan. Okay. Just what, Osan. 
What year you was at Osa? So the first time I was there from 2005 to 2006, and the second time 2010 to 2011. Okay, so we was there 2001 to uh, 2002. That's when I was. That's when I was at Osa. Okay. So yeah. So we, we man, we following each other, man. Some. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by Audio Swim. Go to audioswim.com today and upload your tracks for as little as $5 a track. Premier Element UAE. Go to www.premierelement.com and get your representation. They don't do just music, they do sports as well. And also, get the plugs. Go to www.gettheplugs.com. Enter in code INT15 on checkout. And you will get a 15% discount. Oh, and you don't have to pay for them up front. They also accept Suzzle. Now back to the show. <laughs> so, okay. My, my next question for you is, in what way did the military influence your talent? So, you know, what way did the military influence your, your music? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, because when I grew up, I grew up on mostly Southern artists and Louisiana is kind of in a weird spot, um, especially growing up during the time that I grew up. It's a weird spot because you had like the whole East Coast, West Coast rivalry thing. Mm -hmm. But Louisiana was kind of neutral in it all. And in the midst of defining that, like I was paying attention to artists like MCA, um, Too Short, uh, people from the West Coast, E-40. I was paying attention to, to these guys. I was listening to their music. Um, but on the other hand, I had people like Biggie, um, Big L, uh, Jay-Z, um, Big Pun. And I had I had that. And then when Outkast came out, I was just like, okay. <laughs> okay, this is, what, this is what I like right here. I love this. So I, I ended up growing up. Scarface was one of my influences. I love Scarface, uh, UGK, A Ball, MJG, um, of course, Outkast, Goody Mob. I was rocking all of that stuff. But like my brother was such a um, my brother was such a music head that it wasn't just rap that I was relegated to. So by the time I got to the military. I was listening, I was already used to the type of music everybody played, not just the black people, but the white people too. Um, and whatever else they were they were rocking. I was I was normally into, if I like the music, I'm gonna listen to it. So being on deployments and listening to listening to all kind of rock and roll, and then finding people from the West Coast that that rap and people from the East Coast that rap and just meshing styles and having ciphers with people from chicago new york like from all over um it definitely influenced the way i approached music because i was approaching it from mostly a southern angle um and i still had the draw in my music but it kind of the more i started rhyming with people the more i started i don't know it's weird like my enunciations of words just kind of evolved because i was around so many people that all rhymed different styles so it was kind of like just feeding off the crowds and trying to figure out how to put put it together for me 
really, but it had a really huge influence on 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 the way I actually approach music. Okay, yeah, man, I kind of um kind of the same way, you know, just meeting different people or uh, different people in different places. You know, being from Miami, all we had when I was coming was Luke. That was it. You know what I mean? Uh, and and you know when I heard first time I heard like right. Rakim, that kind of changed my my weight. And then when I went in the military, I started meeting all these different people that had, like you say, different dictions and stuff like that. They right. Spoke different. And so my enunciations got better. And I just felt like. Right, right, right. Yeah, I met so many, a melting pot of so many different people from so many different places that they just started influencing me. You know, Scarface. And you funny you say Goody Mob. I, I attributed <laughs> a Goody Mob to get me through tech school, man. Get me through all of the fire. Yeah, bro. I listened to that every single day when I was in fire chat. <laughs> I, I could not. I, and to this day, I can recite every single word. On every single song on the Goody Mob album, the first one, Soul Food. Yeah, Soul Food. Now the second one was tight too. Now you know, you know, uh, what was it, Black Eyes? Oh, the second one got some shit on it. It got some shit on. It, you know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> you say that, you know what I mean? But that first one was, was was my lick. But the second one, yeah, I I I still rock that too on occasion. Yeah. You know? And we go in our yeah. past. I mean, I, I can go in all kinds of stories. I understand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you from the south, the first time you hear somebody like that spitting. You know, like right. I said, I had brother Marcus. Right. We had, I don't know if you know what the Poison Clan is. We had the Poison Clan in Miami. You know what I mean? And that was oh, yeah, I, remember, I know who that is. Yeah, we had the Poison Clan, JT Money. So I was like, okay, that cat rhyming. But then when I heard Andre and I heard Big Boy putting their stuff together, it just kind of, all this time I'm in the military like you. I'm, I'm, I'm signed up. I'm like, man, the, right. the South doing it. And I'm, I'm in the military. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I feel you, man. You know, I, I feel you. It influenced me somewhat the same way too, man. So, uh, my next question for you is: While you was in, did you ever consider just leaving the military, just to go after, you know, just go after your dream and, and make it happen? Most definitely, most definitely. My after my first enlistment, I almost didn't reenlist, um, and it was because it was because like I was just so fixated on trying to get and by this time i had a crew with me and everybody was on that time like let's chase this dream you know what i mean so i would i was definitely like let's get out and let's get out and see where this goes because i'm pretty sure that we can actually do something like we we had built up we had built up a nice buzz around where we were and it was definitely like let's just do it and then I think right after I re-enlisted, I went to Korea. So that kind of killed it. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I definitely thought about it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. As a matter of fact, you know, my, I enlisted. I, I was like, man, you know, I wasn't going to re-enlist because I, I told my partner, you know, Tavares, I'm solo, man. I was like, look, man, I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to chase this. I see what's going on in the South. I want to be a part of this movement. And he was like, nah, man, I ain't got no yeah. job. And I was like, he was like, well, let's, yeah. let's go to Korea. I heard they doing things in Korea. Saying, let's go to Korea. And so I went over there, man. We just we just kind of came to to life in Korea. So it wasn't it wasn't a bad move, but I knew I wasn't re-enlisting again. I knew that. I knew right. I, if I re-enlisting right. gonna be in the reserves, it was definitely was not gonna be active duty. Cause I said I gotta I gotta try to make something something happen, man. So yeah, I, I and you know what? That that that, that part never crossed my mind, like going reserve. I was just like, I'm getting out. <laughs> and my mom, my mom actually talked me into staying. She was like, just just stay in. 
because you're doing something good with your life. I don't want you to get out and you ain't coming back here. And I knew that too. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was so much the same thing. I was, I was like, man, I got to get out of Miami. Man, I had a, I had the mouth full of gold teeth. You wouldn't believe it. I, guess I had a mouth full of gold teeth back then. I'm like, man, it was just, it was just, a, it was a saving grace that I went, you know, went on to the military. But yeah, man, I think we all kind of thought about it. Only person I know that was like, yo, I, I, I this is what I'm doing. Is, is, is uh, you know, MR, you know, MRK. Say he wanted yeah, to make it happen. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and so he, he did. Salute that brother, man. Yeah, man. I say straight up. Salute. Salute him, yeah. man. I met him. He's like, I said, what'd you do? He said, I just got out and, and I just I'm just doing, I'm just doing my thing. I said, oh, what? Just he just did it. You know, I, I was all worried <laughs> about bills and I got kids. And you know, and, and he just, you know, right. That like, type of stuff like, crossed your mind. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't want to get out and then then be broken and have to pay all these bills. And I ain't had no kids at that time, but I was just like, I ain't want to get out and have to pay bills and mm-hmm. and you know what I mean I'm probably gonna struggle because I ain't got no plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had them. I was like, I'm gonna go back. The blessing for me, I'm a fireman, so I knew that I seen everybody getting out, dude, making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, just getting out, being a fireman. So I was like, I knew I kind of had. A plan to do that and just do and do the music. So I had something, but I was like, I really just want right. to do music, man. I just right. want to do music. Wait, wait, let, let me let me I got another question for you, man. Um how Go has ahead. the military, how has the military complimented your music? Oh, that's that's another good one. Because <laughs> I think the structure, more importantly, the structure. Yeah. Um, because you know, you get used to writing bullets and EPRs and and formats, you know what I mean, and trying to say as much as in, the, in as little as possible. I think that definitely helped um, the way the way the way I actually write and um, and try to get stuff across. But yeah, definitely huge impact. And I think the same, man. I think that writing those bullets and um, and, and and how you know discipline. I think more the uh, the discipline of it, you know, because I see right. when we go to the studio, right. they be late to the studio. Me yep. and my friend, we there like 15, 20 minutes early on time to the studio, sitting there waiting on anybody else. You know, sometimes I would beat the engineer. We would meet, we would beat the engineer <laughs> sitting out in the parking lot. And he's like, man, what the hell? We sit down in the parking lot waiting on him. So it, it definitely, you know, it, uh, it definitely teaches you to be more disciplined and in, in, in how to construct and how to write. Right. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And on that, on that front too, like when I got out, the first thing I did was, was, was chase the music. And, um, that's one of the things I did find, like, I'm just being on time. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm here, I'm here 15 minutes early. Like I'm here 15 minutes early. They're like, man, this dude is so professional. I'm just like, nah, I'm still wired. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. Yep. I'm still wired. Like, if I'm, if I'm early, I'm on time. If I'm on time, I'm late. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. It, that's, it, it, that's all that is. Yeah, and it helps us though, man. It helps you with jobs. It just shows your professionalism, man. People want to work with you because you that professional, you know? Right. I got I got a lot of opportunities just off that. Um, like a lot of people were were hitting me up, like, yeah, we got this for you. You want to do this? Like, okay, cool. That's that's cool. You know what I mean? But yeah, it does help because it does make you look more professional. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so this is my next question for you. So my next question is, um, what was your most inspirational moment 
while serving? Hip hop wise? Yeah. What was your most inspirational, I get, yeah, uh, hip hop moment Ooh. while serving? You know, I, I can give you one of mine, but what was your most inspirational? <laughs> I want to hear your. Oh, like, like to, to keep me going? Yeah. I mean, like, you, like, okay, you know, because see, for, like, a lot of times, you know, you're so focused on the job. And you see everything going on, everybody like you saw outcast and everybody doing right. thing. What kept you inspired to say, you know what, even though I'm in the military, I got this job, I'm stuck. I, I mean, I did what I'm doing, I'm, in, I'm enlisted, I gotta do what I'm doing. What kept you, you know, what what, what were some inspirational moments that said, you know what, I can still do this, even though I'm I'm in the military. That's oh man. Um, I would have to go back, I would have to go back to yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, I would have to go back to Eglin. And we were in a group called Fit Entertainment. Shout out to Fit. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in we were in a group and we had the opportunity to play um we had the opportunity to play a club and we opened up for um Mr. Magic. I don't know if you remember Mr. Magic. I know, I, him I, and Roy Jones yeah. and all them. Yeah. So we had the opportunity to open up for him and um he he came up to us after the show. He was like, "Man, y'all tight." He's like, "Y'all tight. Keep doing y'all thing. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna see y'all some some way down the road because uh-huh. y'all y'all doing your thing." And that was it. That's all I needed. You know what I mean? Just just some somebody like that because even he's from New Orleans, and me being from Louisiana, I was like, "Okay, that's good enough for me." You know what I mean? Like I got somebody from the home state putting a stamp on it, and like. He was like, "Yeah, y'all tight. Like, keep doing your thing." That was it. That's all I needed. And that, it, no matter what it was, like I was like, "Okay, just keep working." You know what I mean? And and we started like from where we started to where we ended up. And him saying that, like our first show, I'll never forget this shit, bro. Like our first show we ever played was in a fish market. Like, like yeah, the first the first <laughs> show we ever played was. Was in a fish market, bro. Like me, me and my homie. Shout out to uh, Lil D the one. Like that was our first show. Like we, we was like, fuck it, we just gonna go and look for it, look for a gig. And that fish market place was the only place. Was like, all right, y'all can come, y'all can come, um, do your thing here. So, like he was doing like live karaoke. He wasn't doing really great, but he gave us the spot and like we was just inviting people like hey come to this place this time like y'all come see us and more and more people start showing up to the point the dude was like god damn like i ain't got a spot big enough <laughs> I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't got nothing big enough for y'all but like them them first shows bro like was terrible it was terrible because it was like three people there it was like three people there like we we performing in front of three people but the dude kept like letting us back he was like yeah keep coming back it was it was like one of them things like if there was ever a low moment that was a low moment because that's like starting out like bro i can't keep doing this shit for this and like we was, it's for free too but it's a free platform so you know what i'm saying like go go do it but the more and more he, he started paying us after a while because he was like man y'all bringing business in and i was like well shit, okay and then like just moving on to bigger and bigger platforms and then by the time we got to uh, open up Mr. Magic, 
it was just like, okay, like make the most of this shit because you ain't gonna, you, you probably ain't gonna get it again. But um, we ended up getting more after that, so that was that was dope, bro. Yeah, man. I would say that's the most inspirational moment that I had. I, and I had something similar to that. You know, it's funny you say that story, man. I had something similar to that too, man. We was in Korea, and you know, I was like, man, can I make this music? Can can I do it? Can I not do it? I was, um, you know, me and my friend uh, Tavares, we had we hooked up. We had got a group together called Andromeda, Andromeda, and I was like, look, mm-hmm. you know, they started having shows at the I think it was called what was it called, man, um, Challenger. Was it, I think it was a challenge. That was the one on the hill, right? In Osan. Yeah. The challenge was the one on the hill. And so they had like the Sunday, every Sunday, yeah. they would have. Yeah, the Mustang uh, is the one over. Yeah, the Mustang was the other over one. Over where the airmen were, yeah. 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 And so every Sunday, we would have, um, they would have a talent show, man. And so we would go there, man. And I mean, we would win every talent show. We won every single challenge every time we win. And sometimes I was like, mm. man, I don't even know if this is even all that good. <laughs> but, but, you know what I'm saying? But they was loving it. They was <laughs> so like what you said. We really wasn't making right. that money. And the, and, the, and, the, and the telltale sign of it was, man, one time they, they came to us, it was like, look, man, we think you guys are professionals. And so since we think you guys are professional crew, we're not, we not going to allow y'all to come in here no more. We're going to shut it down. They shut it. They shut us down. And when they man. shut us down, Nobody came back. No, nobody came. Nobody came back to the to the to the to the, uh, the challenge, and that's when I kind of knew that that look. It was you know it, uh, we could do this. We it was up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, I, I had that. That was my inspirational moment to say, okay, I know I could do this, man. You know, so yeah, yeah sure. and it, it helps too, bro. Like to add that, it helps because sometimes you like, man, am I am I? I still do that to this day. Like I be like. And is this going to make an impact? <laughs> like, is it is it really going to make an impact? Like, yeah. I, I still weigh that out. Like, is it, is it gonna make an impact? Is it, is it worth me putting this out there? Like, mm-hmm. and then you come to find out, that you should have. <laughs> you should have. You bitch should have did it. Yeah, I was so happy, man. I was like, man, I, I think we can do this. I was like so excited. It was so right. nice that yo, we can actually do this and make this happen. You know what I'm saying? I was like so right. excited about it, man. So, so yeah, man. Yeah, you, you get those inspirational moments sometimes, and those inspirational moments, they uh, you know, they uh, they 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 challenge you, man. But they make you they, they make you realize that that you do have the talent. You got that talent, you know. Right. Yeah, it was a good thing, man. Right. Uh, so my next question for you is this. So uh, you know, it's it's a it's a deep question, but I think one that's appropriate for the moment. Or what's going on? Um, All right. To hear these episodes completely ad-free, go to www.patreon.com/slash/datfillingpodcast. Subscribe today for as little as three dollars, and you will get all these episodes ad-free. Again, that's www.patreon.com/slash/datfillingpodcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. You see what's what's going on on the yeah. news. We had an insurrection. I call it an insurrection. The people that's that stormed the capital. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. I saw. I I, I saw. I just read. I just I just read um an article, an excellent article, and it was talking about how uh the insur- some of those insurrectionists, 
those insurrectionists were uh, were military members. And so I, I, right. I'm curious to see what you think about that, man. That that, that almost ninety percent, at least about of the hundred and fifty people that they that they arrested, a lot of them were were uh, were military members. So I'm just curious to see what you think about that. You know, what's your what's your take? Right. On that? All right. So let me answer this. Let me answer this in the friendliest way possible, because this is your first show. I want you to get canceled on your first show. (laughs) (laughs) It's bullshit. (laughs) It's bullshit. (laughs) That's that's pretty much how I'm going to sum it up. It's it's crazy, bro. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You you still have that obligation to feel like you're serving serving your president. Um, And... It, it on, on some on some fronts, and I have to look at it. I have to look at it from a military standpoint, right? You you take an oath to serve your president, right? Um, a lot of people, let's just face it. A lot of people have have different opinions in the military. Like just because you serve, it won't negate how how you think completely. You know what I mean? So if something comes along, and you feel obligated to gravitate towards it you're gonna gravitate towards it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um whether it's right or wrong is for is for is for other opinions you know what i'm saying but for you if you feel like you're doing the right thing even though it's the wrong thing i mean most people are gonna do that you know what i'm saying so a lot of people in the military still um fox news is the is the is the uh television station of choice for a lot of people. I never understood that. <laughs> I, I never understood it. But but <laughs> if you if you pay attention to that and that and that's and that's uh if, if you pay attention to it, you would believe half the stuff that they're saying is true. Even though even though through through experience you probably would find out that it ain't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um but that's just how it is. So a lot of people, a lot of people gravitate towards it. A lot of people believe it, and a lot of people, unfortunately, act on it. Is it right? Probably not. But it, it's crazy to me that that it is so many ex-military people. But it it's not surprising. It's just it's just crazy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, it, it, you know, and it is what it is. I, I just feel like you know, and like I said about getting canceled. I'm, I don't want to get canceled on my first time meeting, man. But, 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 I just thought it was crazy that a lot of times, you know, and it should be, it, it, it should be, it should be more diversity as far as news outlets. Every time I would go, and I'm like, I ain't knocking. I, I, I watch all of the outlets, but everybody right. don't subscribe to one, you know, one one view. So you have, right. you have that's exactly every, t- every time I would go to the doctor or go to the own clinic or something like that, it was always Fox News. Right. Um, and, I, and I was like, well, you know, I don't know if I subscribe to that, but okay, you know, this is what it is. And it just seemed like it just it just had one point of view. So it did it just didn't surprise me when it was all said and done that that the, a lot of those people were, were military members, man. I, I it just hurt my feelings because I understand we all we all patriots. If we wasn't, we yeah. would have served in the end of what I'm saying. If you if you if you subscribe to that theory, you probably think what they doing uh is is patriotic than a motherfucker because they fighting for their country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you yeah, probably you, know saying? you probably think that shit patriotic as hell. But is it right? No. 
you know, in the grand scheme of things, is it right? No. They had an election. They had an election four years ago, and a lot of people felt the way. Did you see people four years ago scaling the walls of the Capitol during a joint session of Congress? Nah. You didn't. I see that. <laughs> you did. And I see it. Now, and I'm going to get even more. I know some people are going to be like, but I'm going to get even more deeper. And I'm, I'm just real with it. I'm like, you know, I watch Black Lives Matter. People feel like, okay, the Black Lives Matter movement was this or that. However you may feel about it, there was a there was an obvious different treatment. And, and I just hate that. I hate that. I hate that we just can't all be be together and be, be right. It shouldn't be. Right. We should all be treated right. equally, man. You can feel how you feel about it. And like I said, I, this is one of the forms. I, I ain't gonna talk a whole lot about about uh, you know about politics. Maybe every now and then I, I throw it up, but this concerns me because these guys are my military brothers. You know, some people I probably even served. Right. With, they felt that right. strongly that they wanted to it's go make fact. that move. You know, and then, and then on the other hand, if I'm feeling very strongly about police brutality, and I feel like, hey man, I want to go out here and I want to make a stand. I'm seen as a criminal, and I'm seen like you know. I'm a military member. I'm feeling. I'm, I'm seen as I'm doing something that's unconstitutional, that's unright. But then you look at that. Was was that constitutional? Right. You know, Going nope. to people. You know. That's the flaw. That that in itself is the flaw. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And you'll hear it later in the song I I, I did because yeah, that's that's one of the things I address, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I mean, we just gotta. And I got a song too that I'm gonna put out, man. Called "Pray." And we talk about some of the same things, man. And, and you know, yeah, man. So I just think it's a hot topic. It's out there. I, if I offend some people, I apologize. But these, these are my military <laughs> brothers. I might serve with some of them. We all wear that badge of honor. And this is a, this is the salute. This is a for vets. This is a place right. for vets to come and say their thing. And I'm sure it's gonna be people have different points of view, and that's fine. But it, I Not, just felt like it they ain't gonna they ain't gonna share it on this forum though. Like they ain't gonna share it on the podcast. I tell you that right now. Cause I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be hunting for people. Like, come, please, come, please come tell me why you feel like this, so I can understand. And they're like, Nah, I'm good. Yeah, they don't <laughs> want to talk about it, but you know, but you're talking they, about it. Nah, they ain't gonna talk. They ain't gonna talk about it. No, not man. not publicly, not where their voice can be heard. You know what I'm saying? They ain't gonna do that. No, they'll probably they'll they, probably post about it, but they ain't. Gonna... I wish they would, cause as a fireman, I had these tough conversations with dudes all the time, and, I, and they look at me, and I'm like, they ask me questions, and I and I, I'm honest. I'm like, you know, the, the the first start to all of this stuff is for you and the, the, us to sit down and have a conversation and to understand that we different. We not the same, you know what I'm saying? And you right. might think one way. So right. For example, so you know, I, on my job, man, I I got this, you know, I, I, we had a, a get together because you know after this, all this stuff started happening, we had like a diversity type training, and I told them in there, I was like, when I was growing up, the police to mm. me was like the boogeyman, and you heard, uh, uh, you could have heard a pin drop. Oh yeah. They was gasping in there like, yeah, what? You know what I'm saying? But. That's the difference. That's why we got to sit down and have comments. Like if he, if the average if the average black person were to explain, like their mind goes into fight or flight mode when they see red and blue lights, like yeah, you I, would you would say something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where that's good. where it goes. That's where it goes. Well, well, well. Other people's like, okay, well, this is they're friendly. That you know, they're my friends. When we weren't taught that growing up, so when I said that in this training. Everybody was in there like, what? They just, they just couldn't believe it, and it just you heard a, I mean, you heard a gasp in there. But that's what yeah, I mean about communicating. And if and if hell if it start with me asking this question to you, 
about you know military members you know uh, you know uh, uh, you know storming the capital. If it started with maybe having that question, asking the question, and you can see that people think a little differently than you think, and maybe that might start right. the healing us uh, doing better in, in this country, man. We we served, right. man. We served our country. Me and you served. Right. So the the best way, the best way to explain how black people feel about it is you have to explain this shit like a black person, right? Yeah. So say say a say a fight breaks out between a whole bunch of black people, mm-hmm. and then phones start coming out. You know what I'm saying? That's what capital insurrection was. Cause a lot of a fight broke out, and then you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna I ain't gonna stop my own people. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna stop you from doing that shit. Yeah. I'm one of y'all. To me, you know, so I know we got I got a couple more questions. I got like two more questions to ask you, man. We can get to the music. But to me, I just thought of I saw stuff where people were just sitting there with their cameras and they were just talking into it. They were just like, hey, my yeah. name is so-and-so from, from this place. And I just can't believe I got hit with pepper spray. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I couldn't even think about doing that because I already know what the outcome will be if I did something. I'm just being real. So I'm going to keep it real. And yeah. like I say, you know, I, you know, I hope I don't offend anybody out there. But th- we got to have conversations like this so we can just get better, man. You know, and this is a good form. Yeah, and hip-hop is based on that. You know, hip-hop, that's, that's why we had Public Enemy. That's why we had poor righteous teachers and people like that back in the day spreading knowledge. And we just lacking that and we should have more of that now. That's why I can't wait to play your joint because your joint is an example of where we <laughs> need to be going. I feel as far as hip hop. That was a good segue you, from all the way back around. Right? I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. So I got these, um, <laughs> right? I'm good. So I come back with the segue. All right. So um, I got about three more and then we jump into the, to the joint, man, because I really want, want this, this, this type, man. I really want the, the, to play it, man, for everybody here. So Appreciate number, it, man. My, my, my number eight question to you is, what obstacles did you face as an artist in the military? Um, the, main, the main obstacle was I was always traveling. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was always on. I didn't go to a lot of bases, but I went TDY and on deployments a lot. So um, it was it was mainly just being gone and then trying to connect with people who had stuff you know what i'm saying so that was that was the main obstacle and then um number two i didn't know i didn't know a lot you know what i'm saying i i just knew i could rhyme i know that but i didn't know the biggest thing that i found out i didn't know was after i got out like i didn't know about about um all the work behind the scenes that it took you know what i'm saying yeah you can produce you can make beats um but there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes in a in a putting music out bro like if you really want to be successful at it there's a there's a lot of stuff you got to know marketing promoting yeah. you know what i'm saying um getting your name out there you know what i'm saying you can't just be dropping music you gotta you gotta make sure you set it up right you know? i didn't up. know say, say, that. say it again <laughs> yeah, you got you got to make sure you set it up right. Like you can't just be you can't just be dropping music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I did a song and that shit's fire, but who the fuck's gonna care if you ain't promoting it? You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought like I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna make this and I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to all my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know the and especially if you're performing, like that that's another that's another element right now we're in COVID, so it ain't really nothing but virtual performance but even that requires a little bit of work but if you want to do like um shows and stuff 
Like you have to have a lead single out, you know what I'm saying? Something something to something to make sure that the, the promoter's gonna take you serious. Um, setting up the shows, you gotta sell tickets, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there, there's a lot that goes into it, bro. Like I that I didn't know. That was one of the biggest obstacles that I the information that I, I thought I had, I didn't have. And there's still a lot that I don't know that I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? That that was one of the big obstacles that I, that I had on, on part of, of of just being gone all the time. Yeah, man. Like I said, I, I understand, man. Um, you know, I didn't know that either. And, you know, you just putting out music, think that's what it is, and you do this. But it costs a lot of money. For this last time around, when we dropped it, our single, Let Me Love You, it, 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 when we spent at least about four, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000. That's on the low end. Just putting out the single, advertising and right. doing all this other stuff, and then and then you know and, and then what you find a lot of time is you're like, man, I put all this money into it, and if things don't go the way you want it to go, you start feeling salty about it. You start feeling some kind of way, and so you know, and, and, yeah. What we yeah. found was, you know, me and my partner, we was like, okay, we need to get back to the love of it, and so that's why we just started. Okay, we're just gonna create music, and we'll make some decisions about how we want to market it and do things as we go along, because we just we had got so much into the business. That it stopped being fun, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Yeah, I, I, I feel you, man. And a lot of times, people just think you just put out a song. No, I tell you, it's, it's a lot of marketing, it's a lot of money. And if you ain't got that money to go along with that, you pretty much dead in the water. Right. You know, my 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 biggest obstacle when I was in, man, was that I was a fireman, and at that time we worked 24 on and 24 off. Mm. And every oh, couple of weeks, you got you need. You got every day I'm break. tired. <laughs> Um, I couldn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? All my partners, I would be late to work, get in trouble and stuff like that. All my friends be going. I would put on, I would literally, when I first, you know, came to the military, I would literally put on my uniform, go to work, and sleep on the couch <laughs> after I come from the club so I wouldn't be late to work. Just because I was so for real, for real. Yeah. So I, I feel you, man, them obstacles, man. I mean, it, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, but, you know, we you worked through it, man. I think we, we done came a long way. We just got a long way to go, you know, a longer way to go, man. So uh, right. I got two right. more, man. I want to get to this 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 song, man. I want I want I want to play it. Hold on one second. Let me. I got to get my charger because my shit dying. I don't hey, want to go. Dying too. I had my girl climbing up underneath it a few <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because my wife was in here. I should have I should have asked her. I was texting. I, I usually text it. <laughs> like, come on in here. I was doing my hand. You probably didn't see me. I was like, hey, hey down there. I was I had like 12%. Nah, I, I couldn't tell. 12% left. I was I'll play it all pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So here go, here go the, you ready? You ready now? Yep, let's go. So I got the last two, man. The last two. Yep. This, this is it. Did you or do you put out any uh, experience from the, let me say this right, because I, I, I wrote it down crazy. Do you put out any experience from the military? Okay, in your songs, do you put any experiences that you had in the military in your songs? That's that's the question. Um, Not until I did Bread Like a King. And even then, it was subtle. the The title track for that song, I put, I put, um, like me getting out. And in it, if you actually listen to the song, it's on Spotify. So search Black Mac and Spotify. The whole album's on there. So um, in there, uh, I was 
I put out the Amherst Creed is actually in that song. Really? <laughs> so, really? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> in you, you was it's actually in that song. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I got some nightmares about that Amherst Creed, man. I, at one point I had run, I had, you know, I was working down at uh, Dobbins, uh, and I was I was a teacher instructor, fire instructor down there, man. We had a chief, man. He used to have us running around the track with these red rifles saying the Amherst Creed. Oh. Oh, God, man. I would be out there like, I'm, I'm a master sergeant now. I'm an E7 master sergeant now. He got us out here marching. I'm like, what did I just get myself into? And how can I get out? <laughs> I was thinking about how can I get out of this? You know what I mean? I don't want to know this. <laughs> but I ain't never put the air in I talk about Panama. I talk about Korea. I talk about experience in it. But yeah, I, you know, I haven't really put a whole lot of the military in it. You know, I got friends that do it, though, that really, you know, that, that, that put it in there. And maybe, maybe in the future, I might do something right. to kind of say that. But yeah, you know, we it's so many experiences that we have as MCs and stuff we do, man. We, you know, that's you know, we, that's something we can touch on. But it, it's it's like you know, I, I hate to say it, it's kind of minuscule to so many other things. Like we just talked about insurrection, yeah, 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 and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, last yeah. question, man. I last think question. now I use I, I'm starting to use my voice for uh, more more um more social shit now yeah you know what i'm saying so you'll hear it in the song that i wrote but yeah, this man. whole album that i'm i'm doing is um it's geared more towards social social issues and specifically black people you know what i'm yeah. saying so yeah. that's where i'm starting to use well i ain't gonna say i'm gonna keep using my voice but that's where it led me to for this album so yeah. I've been, I was crazy. I was like that, man. I was doing stuff like this when I was younger, all the way through in the military, all the way to now. I, mean, I was always like social commentary, always spitting rhymes and said something. And it was so much so, man. I would lose people like, man, I kind of lost people at one point, man, when I was younger. <laughs> I was the only one doing that. Everybody was talking about the only person I knew that was spitting like that was Andre 3000 and Goody Mob. Right. And then I right. was talking and people was looking at me, but now I, I play music for people and people see where I was coming from. They're like, oh, he was on something back then. And he been on that, like, yeah. Yeah, I was on something. He been on that. Ain't nothing changed. But yeah, <laughs> that, that social commentary is needed, man. So, I, I'm like I said, I can't yeah, hear this track. This track is dope, man. Um, and the last question, man, before we get to this music, man, the last question. Um, do you have any music that, uh, hold up, we right. Oh, do you have any music out there? You just said a few that people can listen to that's on social media sites and stuff like that out there that, mm -hmm. you know, give me a Twitter handle, you know, your um, um all your social media so we can check out your music, man. Yeah. So um, all my social medias is uh, at BlackMac, B-L-A-K-M-A-K-K. So if you don't know, my rap moniker is, is, is actually an acronym. So it's bred like a king, made as Kelvin Cayley. Uh, the first part of which bread like a king is actually on uh, it's on all the streaming platforms. So uh, search bread like a king by Black Mac, and it will take you there. My next album, um, I'm starting to I'm starting to put the finishing touches on it. Um, that should I'm trying to stick to a March timeline. Normally I'm I'm off on them, but um i'm trying to have it out by march and that one will be called made as kelvin Cayley. and then that one uh this track that you're about to listen to is going to be ex exclusive to bandcamp for now so go to uh that's and 
and it will be on there tomorrow. So uh, the album itself will probably be exclusive the same way this one is, the, the single is to Bandcamp. So uh, everywhere, Black Mac, search Black Mac, and on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, I'm on there too. So, and I'm on Clubhouse too. So, there's another avenue. So, yeah, man. I, I'm, I know we all gonna check it out, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I know it's hot already. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, <laughs> I already know what you're doing. So, I hang out. I already know. Um, so, you know, before we drop, before we play the music, man, just talk a little bit about it. I think you just you know brushed you know brushed you know brushed on it a little bit. You talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Now, just talk a little bit about it, man, and you know what I mean. Let you know lead us into what we about to hear. Right. So it's geared, this single is called "Black Is Beautiful." Uh, in parentheses, is going to have America the ugly. So um, it's just speaking to what America is to myself, and hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully it can relate to somebody, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's just me sitting down and uh, especially during the whole George Floyd thing, um, just sitting down. But I had been sitting with the case that happened before George Floyd um, was even public. And this case has yet to been talked about and this uh, like publicly. Well, it, it has been, but the coverage I think should be greater than what it was. Um, there's a guy named Elijah McClain. Um, that case hit me to my core. Um, and the way the way that case played out is absolutely heartbreaking. It's tragic. It's angering. Um, so I sat on that anger. And through this song, I was able to release a little bit of it. So you'll hear the the ending of the track elijah mcclain's voice is on uh the whole the, a part of the incident is on the uh, um ending of the track so um that's where i was coming from with it um and then uh when henny p shout out to henny p um the a and r for that feeling shout out to him man because when i told him i wanted to what i wanted to do he sent me this beat and the emotions kind of came through on it so i was able to convey what i, what I wanted to convey on it so, okay yeah, that's what you're going to hear yes i heard it I, and I was, i'm just like amazed by it man so yeah man just uh let, let's let's run into uh black is beautiful um and it will be available on Bandcamp tomorrow so i hope you guys enjoy it please leave a comment if you like it um leave a comment if you don't if you want more so here it is. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about right there, man. I, 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 I love it. I love it, man. I love it, man. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm speechless. Appreciate I'm it, saying, man. Appreciate man. it. Man, I hope everybody else feels the same way. That's needed. That kind of music out there is needed. Um, You know, I think I just I put some on the group out there not a little while ago, and I was talking about Mad Lib. And how mad Lil feels that we need some more public enemy music, but we, we do, we do. It, it, it's a place for everybody. It's a, it's a place for everything, yeah. and you know what I'm saying we gotta yeah. have balance, and we just it's just very unbalanced. And I'm 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 looking for some balance to come back. That track is what I'm talking about when I talk when I'm talking about balance. So, yeah, man. 
So I bet we're gonna go ahead. Appreciate and it, man. Appreciate it. up, man. So this was the inaugural episode of the Salute. Man, I appreciate my man, uh, you know, Black Matt coming through, talking a little bit. Uh, about Thank you for time. having me, bro. Yeah, man. I'm happy that you. I'm, I'm happy to have it, man. I can't wait for for us to do some some more stuff, man, and, and have you on again. Whenever you dropping something, no matter what it is, come through. We'll talk about some more stuff, man. And, 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 no doubt, and, and, no doubt. You know I'm here. Yeah, man. So 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 we out. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. This was the salute.